What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Wednesday, November 22nd. It is a getaway day here on the show. It's likely a getaway day for a lot of you that are maybe tuned in at the office right now. Maybe you're getting away from your office as I speak. I love this particular week. I know a lot of you do, too. There's something special about Thanksgiving week such a great American holiday. It starts with the parade tomorrow morning. Some of you get up, you turn on your television, you watch that. Then we get the Lions. And for many, many years, as football fans, we turn on the television and say, why do the Lions have to play every Thanksgiving day? Why do we have to watch the Detroit Lions play football on Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is supposed to be something special the Detroit Lions nothing special at all now we get to turn on our television and we actually see an entertaining football game as a machine zooms by me here outside the ballroom at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood you're going to hear some background noises today you're going to hear some money being counted maybe chips in the background uh, too the Rock and Roll Poker Open going on here at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Great event. In just two days from now, the World Poker Tour begins. The main event with a $3 million guaranteed prize pool. There's tournaments going on today. There's actually a tournament going on tomorrow after you stuff yourself with turkey. I think I'm going to play in that tournament. Tomorrow, 6 p.m. in the poker room. Here at the Hard Rock, it's just a couple hundred bucks to buy in. There's going to be at least $20,000 in the prize pool. First place is going to get a trophy and a seat for that main event, which is worth $3,500. And it's going to have at least $3 million in the prize pool. So I figure I'll eat turkey tomorrow. I'll do all the sides, the gravy, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the green beans, the traditional Thanksgiving meal. And then I'll play some cards in the poker room. I'll watch football because they've got all the screens there in the poker room. And I'll have myself a nice Thanksgiving, a nice American holiday. Football all day long, turkey all day long, family part of the day. Just um, really good stuff here for Thanksgiving. And a lot of us are just like checking out for the week. I'm not going to be doing the show tomorrow, of course. I deserve that day off. So do all of you. And then Friday, I'm not doing a show either. Who's going to go back to work on a Friday after having a Thursday off? You just don't do it. So the company's actually taking a holiday. I don't even know if anyone's going to be in the building. I'm certainly not going to be doing a show. I'll be watching the Dolphins take on the Jets. They're beyond hideous, but I'll be watching that game Friday at 3 p.m. And then I'll join you guys on Monday And we'll talk about how the Dolphins blew out the New York Jets because that's what the conversation should be. Should and will, totally different things. But when you're taking on the Jets, I'm pretty sure whatever should happen will happen. I actually plan on getting on a plane Saturday early evening, Saturday heading back to Medellin and doing the show from Medellin all next week. Unless I get into this big poker tournament 
the main event with a $3 million guaranteed prize pool, uh, that could be a reason for me to uh, stick around and then do the show here on Monday, maybe even from outside the ballroom where I am right now. So no show tomorrow. We watch football. We got three games. And then on Friday, Friday might actually be one of the craziest days in South Florida sports. I know we use the word crazy a lot, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's really not that crazy. But seriously, Friday at noon, the Hurricanes have their final game of the season. Then at 3 o'clock, we have the Dolphins and Jets on Amazon Prime. If you don't have Amazon Prime, it will be broadcast locally in Miami and Fort Lauderdale on CBS 4. In the Palm Beaches and further north, you're going to need to have Amazon Prime. Unless you steal your signal from somewhere. So we have the Canes at noon. We have the Jets and Dolphins at 3, the rare back-to-back Canes and then Dolphins game. And then at 7.30, the Heat and Knicks, they're going to be playing in Madison Square Garden. And then at 8 p.m., the Florida Panthers, they take on the Jets. No, this would be the Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg Jets, anybody's better than the New York Jets. So the Panthers will have a little bit of a tougher time against those Jets than the Dolphins should have against the New York ones who don't even play in New York. They play in New Jersey. So I don't know if you can remember a day, and I'm sure there have been days like this, but we have four major South Florida sports teams all playing the exact same day. The Hurricanes football team, the Dolphins, the Miami Heat, and then the Florida Panthers. That is going to be great. I am looking forward to all of it. And maybe you put together a South Florida parlay. You know how they have same game parlays where you could do the same day parlay for all South Florida teams? I don't know how much that would really pay for the Canes to win, for the Dolphins to win, for the Heat to win, and for the Panthers to win. Probably not going to pay all that much, but you should get around three times your money, something like that. I'm not talking about the Dolphins with the spread. Because remember, we've been over that before. Even though you would think the Dolphins would beat the Jets by 10 because the Jets can't score on offense and the Miami Dolphins can, I, I like just betting on what the team is trying to do. And in the end, the Dolphins are just trying to win the game. They're not trying to win by at least nine and a half. So I want to be, I want the team to be trying to achieve the same thing that I am. Hopefully that makes sense. That you got to lay a lot more money. You're going to win less, but they're trying to do the exact same thing. What, what you're looking for. Right now I'm looking for a fly swatter. There's one fly that's just, I don't know, it doesn't want to leave me alone. It, it wants to come as close to me as possible so we can hear what I'm saying here at the Hard Rock. Just one fly. It's amazing. One fly won't get out of here.
Okay, I got a lot of things to say this hour because I'm not going to be with you tomorrow for Thanksgiving. You're not going to be with me. And then Friday, I've also got the day off. And Friday, the Dolphins are taking on the Jets. But I can't get to any of that discussion until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. I would think some of you last night were watching the Miami Dolphins on Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, they've got the Dolphins in the spotlight. And whether you saw the show or not, I feel like the nation, sports fans, football fans across the country are going to be tracking the Dolphins' every move for the rest of the way. What are they getting? Are they getting some stuff from inside the Dolphins complex, like secrets? I don't think they're getting that. They saw Mike McDaniel addressing the team, and he was telling them not to worry about the cameras and being on hard knocks. The country got to see Tua showing off his braids. They got to see one of the assistant coaches giving a pep talk. They got to see Tyreek Hill at the dinner table with his wife. As a Dolphins fan, if you are worried at all, even going into this thing, if you are worried that Hard Knocks, HBO, and NFL Films was going to be giving away any secrets that are within this football team, any information that should not be given away to the opponent, I would just say... Relax. This is not like training camp hard knocks. Most of the stuff that we saw last night and most of the stuff that we will see, it's just for fun. For instance, a fan spilling nachos all over Tyreek Hill's wife and mom during the game. That's the kind of stuff that we're seeing. The interesting strategic bit, which doesn't give anything away at all other than Mike McDaniel pays so much attention to detail, I thought it was very interesting in how the Dolphins were preparing to face the Raiders and specifically Max Crosby, number 98. Mike McDaniel noticed, watching all this video, that Max Crosby always finds ways to touch the quarterback after the play, to give a little shove, to talk a little trash, whatever it may be. So what did Mike McDaniel do? The Thursday practice before the game, he had one of the scout team guys wear a number 98, and every single play he was annoying Tua after the play was over, giving him a little shove, a little tap, just preparing his quarterback for what was to come. In my view, that little nugget, that little attention to detail, it shows that Mike McDaniel knows what he's doing. Mike McDaniel was able to find something from the video, not necessarily something that everyone would be looking for, but he found it. 
he identified it, and then he prepared his quarterback for it. So come Sunday, when Max Crosby started doing Max Crosby things, Tua was going to be ready, and he was. He understood what was up. He was used to it. The star of the show so far, and rightfully so, Tyreek Hill, at least for the first episode. Even though Sunday's game against the Raiders was very clearly the Jalen Ramsey game, for HBO Hard Knocks, Tyreek got most of the airtime. And he had most of the backstory there. It was fun to watch. If you're a person watching the Dolphins somewhere else in the country, who do you know on the Miami Dolphins? You know two is the quarterback. If you play fantasy football, of course, you know more guys. But Tyreek Hill, that's the name. In terms of national fame, it's Tyreek Hill. He's got Super Bowl pedigree. And the way he plays, it makes perfect sense as to why Tyreek Hill would have the spotlight. Now, is Tyreek Hill going to have the spotlight Friday afternoon against the Jets? Is the Dolphins' defense going to have the spotlight Friday afternoon against the Jets? The Jets' offense, they are so bad. The defense for the Dolphins, when you watch episode two, I think the Dolphins' defense is going to be the feature here. And their front four, they should be in Tim Boyle's face all afternoon long. Jalen Ramsey, he'll make an impact again. I think Jalen will pick off at least one more pass. This should be a game where the defense balls out. The Miami Dolphins offense, they'll ball out if Mike McDaniel just wants to run up the score. If the Dolphins put up 34, that's going to be like way more than enough. Because the Jets, I think the, the only way the Jets will score is if their defense does something. Not saying that they have to have a pick six, but if the Jets make a play, if they force a fumble, if they get an interception, and then they wind up in Dolphins territory where the Jets only have to go 15 or 20 yards, okay, that's when the Jets' offense might be able to put something together. But as far as the Jets' offense alone scoring big-time points in this game, it's not going to happen. So if the Dolphins can put up, and I'm, I'm going way overboard by saying 34. 34, I think it's a blowout. As I said yesterday, if the Dolphins go up 10 nothing early, the Jets' offense is going to feel like, how are we going to get out of this hole? But the Dolphins' defense should really, really do well against this Jets offense. If somehow the Dolphins' D struggles, that would be a cause for concern because the Jets are so bad offensively, and when you look at the Miami D, they're coming together now. They're in the zone. So I just I, – I hate to look ahead and – predict a game and really break it down before the game actually happens because every time I do that anytime anybody does that they're usually wrong I mean the Dolphins were favored by 13 and a half over the Raiders and 
that game, it came down to the final moments. Thankfully, Jalen Ramsey picked that ball off in the end zone. This game, though, it's, it's almost like one of those exceptions. Tim Boyle's going to come out, and what is he going to do? He's going he's gonna to be amazing? Come on, it's, it's Tim Boyle. The only way the Jets are in this game is if their defense plays off the charts. But the Dolphins know. that They know what they're going into. They know when they take that field at MetLife Stadium that it's going to be about the Jets' D and not their offense. So as an offensive unit for Miami, you probably lower the bar a little bit. You know you're not going to need to put up 40 to win this game. Again, just get to 10. Get, get to 10. Make it a two-score game in the first half, and the Jets' offense will be like, what are we going to do here? You jump out to a 10-0 lead, the Jets are going to be in a hole that they probably can't get out of. I just hope in this game, because the Jets do have a good defense, I hope that the Dolphins' offense is able to cut down on their mistakes because we did see three turnovers that they had against the Raiders. Those turnovers have got to go. The Tua fumble, the rookie tight end fumble, Julian Hill, and then the Tua pick, those are the type of plays where you give the Jets a chance to be in the game, and they're going to need those. They need those types of momentum plays. The Jets desperately will need a short field. If the game is not a turnover fest, how are the Jets going to be able to get the ball into the red zone? Their offense is beyond miserable. But if Tua has a three-interception day, if Sauce Gardner goes nuts, well, now things might get a little interesting. I don't think it's going to go that way, but... You never know. The good thing for Miami here, not only are they taking on a soft opponent in the Jets, but by playing on Friday afternoon, they're essentially getting a mini bye week because they'll have Saturday and Sunday off, and then they'll return to practice and get ready for the next one. The next one happens to be a trip to Washington, D.C. to take on the Commanders. And we'll all get to take a look at the Commanders face the Cowboys tomorrow afternoon. You don't have to wait until tomorrow, though, to be entertained. You could be entertained tonight at the Ultimate Gentleman's Club, Dean's Gold, where you'll be surrounded by gorgeous... Dean's Gold is the Ultimate Gentleman's Club for a reason. That's because the beautiful ladies that you'll be surrounded by They come from all over the world. So many different countries are represented at Dean's Gold. You will have yourself an incredible night or even early morning. Dean's Gold is open seven days a week from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 a.m. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard. That's in North Miami Beach. Surround yourself with beautiful ladies who come from all over the world. Watch any football game there you want. Watch any game and be entertained during every timeout and every commercial break. 
head on over to the ultimate gentleman's club, Dean's Gold. So we got the Dolphins playing Friday afternoon. We have the University of Miami football team playing Friday afternoon just before the Dolphins. That'll be our appetizer. Hopefully it's a good appetizer. Tyler Van Dyke spoke yesterday, and I didn't really get an opportunity yesterday on the show to discuss the University of Miami a whole lot. And I want to take this segment and I want to do that now because yesterday was the Canes last media availability of the regular season. They're off to Boston College. They've got a six and five record. They are bowl eligible. So Friday early afternoon, we get to see what happens with the Canes and BC. We'll see what bowl game the Canes wind up going to, and then we'll go from there. But as far as Tyler Van Dyke is concerned, his future is totally murky. Should he stay? If he does stay, would he start? When the Canes staff goes back, and they look at this entire season, isn't one of the big takeaways going to be they need a lot more from the quarterback position? If so, is Tyler Van Dyke going to want to stay and sit behind whoever the starter is going to be? Because if the Canes look at this season and say we need more out of our quarterback, that quarterback's not going to be Tyler Van Dyke. It's going to be somebody else. I think it's very clear that TVD shouldn't enter the draft right now, and I'm sure he won't. His stock is down. After his first year, it looked like he was going to be an NFL stud. But right now, his NFL prospects, I don't think they've ever looked dimmer. So my view is the thing that makes the most sense for Tyler Van Dyke and for the University of Miami is for TVD to enter the transfer portal. Let him go somewhere where where he'll play and he'll be able to have a great year. Let him ball out. Let him go to the National Football League. And at the same time, let the Hurricanes go in a different direction. I don't wish bad to him at all. Not, not one drop. It's certainly not because of a lack of effort. His struggles have nothing to do with his effort. It's just that for whatever reason, since he's been at the U, under Manny, under Mario, he's just going the wrong direction. He hasn't been improving. He's been regressing. TVD has looked less and less like an NFL quarterback, and he looks more and more like a one-read college QB, someone who isn't even at the top of the ACC or even close that's just the reality. You know on this show I'm always all about honesty. The best thing for Tyler Van Dyke to do, it would be to hit that portal and go to SMU, hook up with Rhett Lashley. He did well with Rhett Lashley on the staff. Let him go with Rhett, let him have a great year, and then enter the draft and hopefully make some money and be an NFL player, but this marriage right now with the University of Miami, it's not good and it's not going anywhere. 
As far as what the Canes are up against when they face BC, I'm not breaking down a Canes uh, BC game, uh, but I do know that Mario wants his kids to play after the BC game in whatever bowl game they're going to be in. I understand Mario's perspective. He's old school that way where if you get a chance to play football, you play football. But for some of these kids, when you're talking about a bowl game for a team that's either 7-5 and five or 6-6, six and six, you're not exactly playing for all the marbles. So let's take, and I'm not singling this guy out, but let's just take Cam Kitchens, for example. Cam has put so much good on tape. He's proven to be in NFL safety. When the Canes go to their bowl game, whichever bowl game it'll be, should Cam Kitchens play? Look, he's done enough for the University of Miami. It's like all that could happen is what is he going to get? Like another pick? Is another interception in a bad bowl game going to put Cam Kitchens over the hump? Either that's going to happen or you risk injury for a big payday so to me this is a simple risk reward thing and in an era where college football is starting to drop the whole thing of being an amateur sport where they're basically admitting hey we are pro sports these are employees the players they're getting nil money and good for them they should why would any college football player risk injury for a game that doesn't mean anything to the team? And it's certainly not going to advance their career. I'm not talking about college football playoff. I'm talking about the tire fire bowl. Something that just really has no relevance to the football player. And for the university, it's like big deal. Oh, yeah, we won the tire fire bowl. From Mario's perspective, it's probably more beneficial to play guys who will be on the team next season as opposed to players who aren't going to be there. I think he should treat a bowl game like the first game of 2024. You don't need the guys who are going to be playing in the NFL next season. Why don't you start building next year's squad and do it right away in whatever bowl game you're participating in? Now, before they get to that bowl game, they take on BC Friday afternoon, and that'll be before the Dolphins take on the Jets. And for Mario Cristobal, Friday should matter. It should matter because he needs to sell this idea of progress. He needs to talk to recruits and he needs to show them that this program is making strides and that they're close. They're in these games. He needs to show everyone that is looking to possibly go to the University of Miami. He needs to say, hey, look, our, our talent is getting better. We're on the right track and you can be the difference maker. Six months from now, seven and five sounds a lot better 
than six and six, doesn't it? And if they won a bowl game and finished eight and five, yeah, I mean, all of a sudden Mario could say, hey, look, year two, I won eight games. Year three, I won nine or ten. He could say this program is heading in the right direction. If the Canes lose out, let's say they lose to Boston College and then they lose the garbage bowl game, then we're talking about a six-win team. And that is a lot harder to sell the idea of progress when you're only winning six games. I hope when Mario goes into the living rooms of potential recruits and potential transfers that his sales pitch is a whole lot better than, hey, we're trending the right way, we're improving, and come on over to the U. I really hope it's better than that. I I hope it's something that he could sell to really get these top-tier guys because in terms of arguments I've heard him make, I don't know any fan base – that's excited to lose by fewer points than they did the last time. Like, hey, we got blown out by FSU, but now look how much closer we are. I I, I think a, a Canes fan or a recruit says, who cares, to that statement. That's loser talk. That's not what the Canes were built on. This is a program with five national titles. Mario needs to know better. He was there for two of them. He's got two rings. He's seen what the Canes can do when they're cooking. And this year, it wasn't it. So don't try to sell this year as something that it wasn't. And he's also got to prove to a recruit that he could be a game day coach. Because you want to come to the University of Miami. You're a talented individual. If you're extremely talented, nothing else is going to matter. You're going to put a lot of good stuff on video, and you're going to get drafted into the NFL. But there could be instances where you need to win these football games, and your head football coach is not putting you in a position to do so. And my gosh, did we ever see that this season. A couple of times, and one of them being the glaring mistake of not taking a knee. I thought two weeks after that game was over, I would be over it. But no, I'm, I'm not over it. I don't think any of us will ever forget that. One of the dumbest moves, if not the dumbest move, we've ever seen in the history of football, any type of football. College, NFL, high school, Pop Warner, Pee Wee, anything. Just completely moronic. And it wasn't the quarterback's fault. It wasn't the running back's fault. It was the head coach's fault. You're in charge of this team. Mario Cristobal has to be a much better game day coach. And if he can't be, then he needs to bring people on his staff that will make the right decisions and help him out. You just have to admit to yourself, hey, maybe I don't do this well, and bring somebody onto your staff that's going to help you do something well. Help the team do better. Just like you may want your finances to be in a better position, that's why you should contact Trajan Wealth. 
You can admit to yourself sometimes, you know what, maybe I'm not doing the right thing. You have goals, but you need somebody to really help you achieve those goals. Trajan Wealth, that's what they are there for. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth, and they're located locally in Palm Beach. If you have a goal of, let's say, retiring early, whatever your life goal is, whatever that objective is you want to reach, let Trajan Wealth help you. Let them put you on the right track. Anything is possible, but don't wait any longer. Contact Trajan Wealth today. Visit their site, TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or you can call them at 561-390-1000. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. And this is a paid advertisement. So I'm doing the show here outside the ballroom at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. The Rock and Roll Poker Open, it's going on right now. The ballroom full of tables and full of action. The main event for the World Poker Tour, that begins on Friday. So you get to stuff your face with all the turkey tomorrow. And then you get on over here Friday and you play in the $3 million guaranteed main event. Tomorrow, I'm going to be playing... I'm pretty sure in the poker room right after I eat a whole bunch of turkey, there's a tournament that starts at 6 p.m. with a $200 buy-in. You're bored after you've already watched football. You could watch more football, of course, but you've uh, met with your family. You've had a lot to eat, and you want to do something. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in the poker room and play in that $200 tournament, which should have about 300 players in it. Plus, it's a trophy event, so you could win a trophy. You could win a seed into that $3 million guaranteed tournament. It's all happening here at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. For all the information, the event schedule, visit SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. Before I get to Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol, let me just say this, because I'm not going to be on with you tomorrow or also Friday. But Friday, it is such a rare day for us when it comes to South Florida sports. Enjoy the heck out of it. The Canes at noon, the Dolphins at 3, the Heat at 7.30, the Florida Panthers at 8. Enjoy it. Plus, this is the last weekend where we get both the Canes and Dolphins in action. Even though it's not a weekend, still, it's Friday. Be ready for it. A double football day coming up in just two days from now. Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol. He joins me next. All right, so I'm here at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood doing the show right outside the ballroom where the poker events are happening. And joining me now on this Wednesday, Lieutenant Camacho from the Florida Highway Patrol. Sounds to me like you're on the road. You're, you're a uh, busy guy on the road with uh, Thanksgiving tomorrow. How are you, Lieutenant? Doing good. You know, Andy, uh, it, it kind of never stops. I'd, I'd love to be home for the week. Uh, the kids are out, you know, school's out, but uh, we've got to – Got to come out. Hopefully, we can uh, take the day off tomorrow, though. What do you uh, get to do as a uh, trooper, or what do all the troopers on the road get to do tomorrow being Thanksgiving? Do they um, kind of just take it a little easy, no tickets, go home and eat turkey, or what? Well, you know, Andy, the, the thing is, during Thanksgiving week, it's one of the most, it's one of the busiest weeks, actually, uh, during the holiday season because so many people are hitting the roadways traveling. 
and and a lot of people are utilizing their vehicles so we see typically an increase in vehicles on the road uh a day like today is probably the peak day then days like tomorrow as well friday uh just a very busy week uh as far as people traveling on the roadway so we have to obviously we anticipate that we prepare for that and so our staffing has to reflect that and so ultimately what that means is uh no really you can't really take it easy you got to be out there uh visible and as much as we would love for our troopers to be able to be home with their families during the holiday, uh, it, it sometimes it just doesn't work out that way because we do have an obligation to staff these roadways. Lieutenant, when there's a holiday, people are traveling, of course, like you said, and they're in a rush to get to that dinner, uh, whether it's at somebody's house or a restaurant. Uh, what kind of advice do you have for drivers tomorrow who are in a rush and may come across some road rage? Well, I would say, first of all, try not to make up time on the roadway. Leave with plenty of time. Plan ahead. Plan your route. Uh, you know, plan your stops when you're going to stop at these service places if you're driving for a long route so that you don't find yourself in a rush in case you, uh, you know, in case you do get into some traffic congestion. Uh, you're not going to get maybe agitated. You won't find yourself in a potential uh, roadway situation, maybe with another driver that might be in a rush. Bottom line is just planning ahead not trying to make time on the road. If you find yourself in a road rage situation, don't don't try to retaliate. Don't confront aggressive behavior. And, uh, you know, always call a star 347, star FHP, or 911. And, and that also, Andy, not just people in road rage incidents, but just impaired driving also. As a reminder, it's, 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 it's still the number one cause of death on our roadways, impaired driving. And, you know, 30 people a day are, are dying in the United States in, in crashes where impairment is confirmed. So plan ahead. Uh, you know, don't don't drink and drive, obviously, and, and don't make time on the road uh, so you don't find yourself speeding. And uh, again, aggressive driving. Don't confront. Create that distance and call star three, four, seven. Do you guys have another number for Thanksgiving, Lieutenant, where if somebody's out and they're wasted, where they could just leave their car? They don't want to call an Uber, but they can get a free ride or something. There used to be a, uh, there used to be a, it's called the tow to go program. And you're absolutely right. You could, uh, if you found yourself where you had a little bit too much to drink and you don't feel safe driving, you could call that number and, uh, they would send a tow truck out to you and they would give you a free tow within a certain mile radius. Uh, and they would give you a ride home. Again, it was called the tow to go program. I don't have the number for it, but it's very easy to access on the Internet. There's, I'm sure there's information on that if it's still available. Toe to go. Again, Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater Show. He joins us every Wednesday. Lieutenant, I, I watch some of the news. I read things online. It just it feels like there's so much more aggression from drivers out there now. And when you guys are trying to pull them over, they're not stopping. So are you guys stepping up uh, something with chases? Are people just becoming more aggressive? Why are we seeing more of this? Andy, you know, I think we're not seeing more of it. I think that for a while there was, a, there was maybe a little bit of a climate of maybe lawlessness going on throughout the country. And uh, I think now uh, FHPs under a the highway patrols under a new direction. We have a new director both for the safety motor vehicle side and for the highway patrol side and i think uh, honestly they're 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 trying to at the governor's direction of law and order uh they're trying to follow that and really uh you know relay that message to the troopers where uh, if you have 
uh, justification. And if and if you have the prerequisites when you're trying to stop a vehicle that is fleeing from you and you can safely uh, pursue that vehicle and end it efficiently and quickly utilizing the pit maneuver, which we are highly trained in. Uh, I mean, they're all for that. And, 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 and if that's the safest way to get a vehicle to stop and put a, and put a, a, a criminal, uh, in jail. And, and, and that's what we're going to do, Andy. And, uh, uh, luckily we have that direction starting at the very top, uh, level coming from the, the governor's office. Lieutenant, we saw a couple of weeks ago, um, we didn't chat last Wednesday, but it was just before then, there was a chase on the turnpike and a guy almost fell off the uh, overpass. Um, I saw a couple of trooper vehicles ram that van that they were driving in. I always wondered, Lieutenant, what happens if you have three or four patrol cars that are now all beat up? I mean, the trooper doesn't have a car for a while. They go right to the shop. Well, it all depends on how bad the damage is. If it's if it's not too bad, if it's not uh, disabling the vehicle, then then we can drive it around with some damage. Obviously, it's it's not the prettiest, but but uh, if it means uh, not you know having a, a vehicle go out of service, then we'll do that until we can get it uh, set up with the repair shop and get it in and out as fast as possible. But we also do have some spare vehicles that are for that that are constantly in rotation uh, and they're and they're available to us and and and. It's a good observation you make, Andy, because we we do have some more vehicles now that are uh, being involved in these pit maneuvers, and sometimes the damage is it makes the vehicles inoperable, and so we do have to kind of pull from our spare uh, pool a little bit more lately. Uh, but nonetheless, we uh, if it's if it's drivable, we drive it until we can get it repaired uh, and, and as you know efficient as possible. Uh, last thing I I see on your Instagram for FHP Miami. Do you guys have some more undercover Mustangs or something? Because I know you're doing some YouTube things with the Florida Highway Patrol, and I'm seeing I'm seeing some some more vehicles without any FHP markings, and they look like regular cars. Yeah, yeah, we're actually highlighting our uh, some of our aggressive driving enforcement uh, fleet vehicles, uh, like you said, the Mustang. We've got the uh, the the Ghost Car, which is a a Charger with the subdued decals it's a little bit different than uh, the traditional paint scheme that we've seen and we're just highlighting these cars andy just to really show uh, uh the, the the different variety of our of our fleet vehicles and what purpose they serve out here and uh, again to really just serve our citizens and improve roadway safety out here so you're absolutely right where we are doing this and the video should be out soon for uh for youtube it's a police vlog but they're not going to say like um, guard on the side or security on the side <laughs> with with FHP colors, right? No, no, these actually don't have any colors on them. They're actually all unmarked cars. But no, they, these these won't say anything on them at all. They just look like regular Mustangs going down the road. Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol joins us every Wednesday. Lieutenant, thanks again for the time. Hope you and your family and all the. Um, Family at the Florida Highway Patrol, have a great Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Thanks, Andy. Happy Thanksgiving. See you. All right. Thank you. Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol. All right. That's all the time I've got for this Wednesday afternoon. Enjoy your turkey and football tomorrow and also on Friday. I'll be back with you on Monday. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.